This is session 183 of Scanner School. Here's a session I've wanted to do for quite a long time and was trying to figure out a good way to bring this topic up. This is going to be scanner laws and restrictions that you should know before traveling and vacationing. This is a very interesting and strange journey we're going to go on today. So stick around and all the session notes and links and everything like that will be available as usual online at scannerschool.com slash session 183. Today's podcast is sponsored by our two brand new training courses. Our free SDR course, The Ultimate Beginner's Guide to Software Defined Radio, will get you started with SDRs in an afternoon. We will show you what hardware and accessories to buy to get started with Software Defined Radio. Then we'll show you the step-by-step how-to to install the drivers, tune your first frequency with SDR Sharp, and then have you monitoring digital at the end of this free course. Our advanced course continues with beginner's course left off and levels up your SDR experience. In this course, you'll learn even more about software-defined radio. We will show you how you can substitute an SDR for your high-end digital scanner, how to monitor HD radio, monitor trunk systems, and overhead data with Unitrunker, and even how to monitor all the talk groups on a system and never miss a beat with SDR trunk. You can sign up for both courses at courses.scannerschool.com. Before we start this week's podcast, I'd like to take a moment to thank our Patreon supporters. Patreon is a month-to-month sponsorship platform. We have three different support tiers, each with different benefits. But the most valuable tier is our $5 a month tier. This equates to sponsoring the podcast for about a dollar per episode. Now, not only do our $5 Patreon supporters receive the podcast early, but they also receive a commercial-free version of the podcast delivered directly to their podcast player. Some may say that the included squelchy sticker pack that is mailed to your home is the best benefit of the $5 level, but I think it's the community or the club that is growing at this level. You see, we meet once a month on Zoom, and we have a roundtable discussion about scanning, ask questions, offer advice. Some of the members are answering other people's questions, and we just talk with our fellow scanner school classmates. This is an exclusive group for our $5 Patreon members. Now, again, if all this wasn't enough at that level, you'll also receive discounts to upcoming Scanner School courses and offerings. Now, you can help support Scanner School by going to www.scannerschool.com Patreon or www.scannerschool.com support. Now, I'd like to thank all of our Patreon supporters at all levels, and they are Arthur Heron, Bill K, Brian King, Buzz Gold, Chris Paris, Craig Harper, Dan, Dave Pascoe, David C, Danny Crotty, Ed Walsh, Edward Bramlett, Evan Barkak, Glenn Wright, Greg Johnson, Guy Lee, Jay Haycock, Jack Berry, James Bronson, James Felling, James Peruta, Jeff Block, Jeff Chapman, Jenny Taylor, Jim B, Jim Heinrich, John Keel, John Goldenberg, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, Kevin Zwicky, Lenny Bauer, Les Stevenson, Lynn Smith, Mark Beebe, Mason Kramer, Michael Kroger, Paul Teal, Raymond Hill, Robert, Robert Kanzler, Robert Kanzler again, Ronnie Bach, Sal Marandola, Signals Everywhere, Tim Mazza, Todd Glendie, and William Arcan. Now let's start the podcast. Welcome to The Scanner School, a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. So welcome to Scanner School. This podcast is here to teach you everything to know about the scanner radio hobby. My name is is Phil Lichtenberger, and my amateur radio call sign is W2LE. So today we're talking about some limitations or restrictions that you may want to consider before traveling with your scanner radio. And we're going to break this down into two parts today. So the first part we're going to talk about 
basic travel and destinations and stuff to worry about through major, I guess, commercial types of travel and destinations. The second half of this podcast, we're going to talk about just basic rules and laws based on geography. That's another way of putting it. And let me just preface this all with by saying, obviously, I'm not a lawyer. I don't pretend to be a lawyer. I'm not fully versed in scanner radio laws. You're responsible for finding out the exact laws for your destination and mode of travel. And again, you know, I'm not responsible for how you use your scanner or any radios and any repercussions you may hear or 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 face. Again, this is a podcast, right? This is this is for educational <laughs> entertainment purposes only. And again, anything I say in this episode here may or may not be current because again, laws can change and sources can become outdated. So again, this is just basically something that you should double check. And that's really what I'm bringing to your attention here is don't assume that you can use your radio wherever it is you want. If you need to kind of think about this on another level, not to scare you into it, but to bring it to a little bit more of a tangible subject here is maybe you want to think of this as to different gun laws across the United States. Now, not to get political or pro or anti-2A on this, but again, there's a lot of places in the United States where they're very conservative when it comes to gun regulations and there's a lot of places, say where I live, where they're very liberal when it comes to gun regulations. So what I consider in my home state to be too restrictive or maybe normal may be the exact opposite where you live, right? Again, you don't travel from state to state carrying a firearm unless you know what you're getting yourself into, right? And you have the proper permits and uh, and stuff like that, right? I mean, people aren't going to come into New York and feel like they're in Texas. Let's just put it that way. So think about that as the same way that you're going to feel with your scanner, right? What what goes where you live may not go where I live, and what goes where I live may not go where you live, okay? So let's talk about basic modes of travel and what you should be aware of when traveling with your scanner radio. We'll start with airlines, right? One of the most uh, common forms of transportation when it comes to vacation destinations. So I looked online, right? I looked at several different airlines and I went through American Airlines, Delta Airlines, Southwest Airlines. I didn't go through all of them, right? I didn't look at JetBlue. I didn't look at anything that was outside, based outside of you know the United States. And the only one I could really find that had a limitation in their prohibited guidelines was United Air. United Air specifically says, not permitted for use on a flight are radio receivers and transmitters. American Airlines, Delta Airlines has nothing listed restricting any kind of scanner radio, which is a pretty surprising. Another one to be aware of is cruise ships. Now, again, I took a couple of Disney cruises, and I really seem to remember at one point they had listed amateur radios, shortwave radios, and scanner radios listed as items that you could not bring. I don't see it now when I look, so I'm, I'm wondering after COVID-19 and the whole deal that they kind of looked at all that because again when i went on to a disney cruise i didn't bring my scanner radio because i knew it was on the list but i did bring my sdrs because in my mind that's not a scanner right it's just a usb device and uh hint hint sometimes you got to be creative about how you're going to think about things but um norwegian cruise lines though they say not to bring ham radios but carnival 
cruise lines specifically states clearly no ham radios, no wideband receivers, or scanner radios may be brought on board. So, again, when I was on Disney Cruise, everything was basically encrypted anyway. They had a DMR system on board, fully encrypted. But the only thing that wasn't encrypted was the uh, food staff. The, the uh, food staff all had FRS radios on them, and you were able to listen to them all you wanted. And again, I had just brought my SDRs with me basically to listen to what was going on. And I, I think even at one point, too, you, you, it said FRS radios weren't even allowed to be brought on as well. I guess because international and, and waterways and the whole deal, like they don't want you using radios when you port somewhere and, and you're no longer covered under the FCC guidelines here in the United States if, say, you travel internationally or go to a uh, tropical island. Another one I looked at would be Amtrak. Now, Amtrak does not list any type of restrictions on their websites. And again, it's different, right? I mean, I guess maybe they expect people who are into rail fanning to actually bring a scanner radio on the train with them. And again, going by train sometimes takes a lot longer than going by car or even by by plane so it might be a different mindset when you go on there and again maybe it's just a little bit lax because that is the way that um amtrak operates i also took a look too at theme parks to see what may or may not be allowed when you go into some popular destinations family vacations and again disney world and universal studios six flags sesame places those are all websites that i want to look for prohibited items and again the typical stuff is all listed there but they don't have any type of restrictions on any type of radio equipment listed in their websites. Now, again, many parks, though, do restrict radios. And again, this refers to stereos and loud music and stuff like that. But if you do happen to walk into a theme park with a scanner radio, again, this is something that is on you, basically. I couldn't find anything. And again, you should always check before going on vacation. Now, another one I was looking at, too, would be sporting events, right, such as Let's pick up the obvious one here, NASCAR, right? NASCAR, it is widely accepted and even expected that you may bring a scanner to the event, right? A lot of scanner radios have the NASCAR logos on it. In fact, we just talked a couple weeks ago about the Uniden BR332. You have the NASCAR logo on there. And many people who do go to the track will have scanners with them. In fact, you can go online, you can buy headsets and to, to basically drown out the cars as they pass by, but still be able to hear your radio. And again, you know, listening to the drivers and the pit crews and everything else, that's that's really part of the NASCAR experience. There's even people there who sell sheets with frequencies and driver numbers and car numbers that you can purchase when you go to the track so you can program up your scanners on the fly. So obviously, if you go into one of those events, be very familiar with how your scanners work so you can program them. One I did look at, too, was looking at other arenas for Major League ballparks and stuff like that. And again, I would expect that if you were to go to a football game, a hockey game, or a baseball game, bringing a scanner radio in with you may or may not fly, basically. I know many people like to bring in AM radios with them so you can listen to the ball game as they're sitting there at the ball game. So maybe you can get one in that way. But again, I would expect that security has something against that where they don't want you to listen to them while you're actually in the ballpark. And again, I know when I go here to the Nassau Coliseum, they mean they stop you with everything, cameras and stuff like that. It depends. And uh, the last time I went to go catch a ball game, I went in with a camera. And of course, I was told no because it was a Canon camera. And if anybody knows anything about Canon cameras, when you have a white lens on your Canon camera, that does tend to raise a few eyebrows. 
And yeah, they basically said, put it back in your car. And if I had a smaller lens, I could bring it in with me. So again, that's, that's something you may want to double check as well. So again, when it comes to traveling and destinations and whatnot, you know, do your homework, understand what it is you'll be, you know, that you're getting yourself into here, where you're going to be. And, and again, it's a hobby that does put you in the potential for having somebody look at you. So I'll tell you a little story that I know somebody got himself in a little bit of hot water with was he um, he likes to go and frequent casinos. He's I don't know if he's a high roller. I really don't ask his business about it, but he does frequent casinos enough that he does get rooms comped. So either he's spending a lot of money on the casino floor or he's a frequent flyer and spends a lot of time and, and money renting rooms there is one thing or another. But he does spend quite a bit of time on casino property as far as in uh, hotel stays and, and actually in, in, at the casino. And uh, he's a big scanner radio user. So apparently somebody at some point uh, housekeeping came into his room and noticed he had a bunch of radios set up in the room. Now, again, when you are on casino property and you have a couple of radios, what are you doing with those radios? That's the first thing that goes off in somebody's mind, right? Are you listening to casino security? Are you listening to housekeeping? Are you listening to the engineering or something like that? Are you in touch with somebody who's on the casino floor and are you passing information to them? Tell them where to be and where not to be, right? These are all things that are of a security risk when it comes to a casino. So even though he was kind of known there to some of the staff and he was in the system as being somebody that was getting comped rooms, having something out of the ordinary like that, 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 allowed him to be questioned by by some of the upper management and security personnel at the at the casino. So again, be responsible when it comes to what you bring and what you leave out and everything else that you leave there, right? If you're going to leave the room and you do have something like that, do check it with your valuables. And uh, I'm not going to say that it isn't interesting listening to what happens with security and engineering and, and stuff like that when you're on uh, casino property. But again, just be aware of what it is you are doing and play it safe. And again, your mileage will vary as far as what you are allowed to want allowed to do. So again, on the other side is break. I want to break down some of the geographical laws because this is where things can get really hairy and really interesting when it comes to what you can do and what you cannot do with a scanner, where you can and where you cannot go. So again, as a reminder, anybody that's a Patreon supporter to $3 or above level does not hear this upcoming break. If you want to join us on Patreon, go to scannerschool.com slash Patreon. And this following break will not be be part of your podcast experience. So again, for everybody else, we'll see you on the other side of this break. Did you know there are ways to help support the Scanner School podcast that doesn't take any time or any extra money on your part? If you go to scannerschool.com support, you will find we have several ways that you can continue to do your online shopping and help support us. We have links to Amazon. If you click on our link before you go to Amazon, anything you buy from there, will help support Scanner School. Now, if you're in a market for a brand new scanner, an antenna, other accessories, we have links to Scanner Master, where you can not only purchase a scanner and accessories, but you can also get your radio programmed. And by clicking on our link before you buy, you are helping to support the podcast. Now, if you're in a market for software, we have links to Butel. And if you want something new to you, we also have links to eBay. Again, just go to scannerschool.com slash support before you make your purchases and you are helping to support Scanner School at no additional cost to you. 
This session of Scanner School is sponsored by East Coast Pagers. Now, East Coast Pagers is one of my online companies, and we are a Unication, Apollo, and Swiss phone dealers serving the North American market. Now, if you're looking for a personal use pager or one for your department, we can get you a quote at the very best prices. So why does a company like East Coast Pagers support Scanner School? I think that every Scanner Radio user should at least put one pager in their collection of radios. The reason why is very simple. It frees up your scanner to just do scanning, and then you have one radio that's dedicated to your local fire activity. Now, with a pager, you can have voice storage. You can do tone outs. You can keep it silent. You can go back the next day and listen to what you've missed overnight. It's more than you can do with an out-of-the-box scanner. And with today's pagers having multiple frequencies and even having multiple channels in a scan list, like the Unication G1 can do eight channels in a scan list. It has 64 memory channels, and out of the the box, it comes with 11 minutes of stored voice and a desktop charger. The G2s to G5s, they do P25 phase one and phase two in simulcast environments with stored voice, paging on conventional NP25. Oh, and they're upgradable too to DMR type one and type two. They are more rugged than today's consumer based scanners. And with a pager like a Swiss phone S quad, you won't even realize you're wearing one. It'll help keep you informed as to what's going on in your neighborhood. So again, eastcoastpagers.com or contact me directly, phil at eastcoastpagers.com. Do you have a new scanner? You're having problems understanding how it works? Maybe you're new to the entire Home Patrol database of programming and you can't figure out Sentinel. Did you get a new SDR and you're trying to figure out how to install it or you want to learn how to use Unitrunker, DSD+, maybe set up a Pioware or even just make some changes and you don't understand how the system and the equipment works? The podcast might be great for you, but maybe you need a little bit more of one-on-one help with setting something up. I'm available to do just that with you with our private tutoring sessions. You can book me online by going to scannerschool.com slash consulting for a one-hour session. And it's great because we can actually share computer screens remotely, and I can guide you through step-by-step as if I was sitting right next to you. So again, book me for an hour at scannerschool.com slash consulting for your scanner radio one-on-one tutoring session. National Communications Magazine is your personal library of scanner, CB, GMRS, FRS, MURS, and two-way radio articles written by the best minds in the business over the past three decades. Your NatCom personal online access account allows you to download the newest issues of America's Hobby Radio Magazine, as well as back issues too. So visit natcommag.com to download your free sample issues and sign up today. That's natcommag.com for National Communications Magazine. Okay, so let's talk about some domestic and international laws. Again, this is something that is very interesting and could spend a lot of time on it. And I felt that this was better wrapped into a podcast episode like this because um, we can cover it quick. If I just dedicated a podcast episode to just tra- um, state laws and country laws, I think it would probably be a really dry episode because I'd spend too much time on it. Right? At this point right now, we have a really good podcast episode length and we are going good. So a lot of this information came out of Wikipedia. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, that was really where I was looking for a lot of stuff. And then all of the state informations, I had somebody who I who I hired to look around for me to 
crawl different websites and get on different Facebook groups and and do some hunting so I didn't have to. So again, a lot of this information was a lot of copy and pasting and I just cherry picked some of the key points here. Again, some of these laws may have changed since they were copied and pasted. Some of these laws may be revised since this podcast episode airs. Again, if you're traveling, just be advised as to where it is you're going, where you're traveling through, et cetera, et cetera. Again, right? I mean, I can't be responsible for the mistakes or trouble you get yourself into. Let's put it that way. So let's look at some international laws to me, maybe domestic laws to you. So we'll start from the top, work our way through. So again, in Australia, as long as you're not listening to anything that's telecommunications, such as phone calls, you're okay. Bring a scanner, have a scanner, own a scanner, use a scanner. You're good to go. In Brazil, it is legal to own a scanner, but they say you should have a amateur radio license. You can't spread recording of any information. And Canada, though, Canada is a very interesting one. Canada almost had a huge shakeup when it came to the scanner radio laws. And this one is primarily due to online scanner sources. And sometimes how the media in this day and age is in such a rush to put out any kind of information and they want to be the first to do so. And this is kind of where the laws in Canada kind of took a very interesting turn. So what ended up happening was, unfortunately, in uh, Toronto in June of 2011, there was a York Regional Police Constable that was fatally injured. And the transmissions of the events that happened were picked up by local media because of some online sources and they were reported through the outlets, through media outlets before the officer's family were properly notified. So not only did that not happen, but the audio was rebroadcasted from what I understand. So the police departments put pressure on the Canadian government to pass laws to prevent online scanning. And what actually ended up happening was the law was written so that you can't take any information that you hear from a scanner and use it for profit, such as, you know, media makes money off of the information that it sells because advertising and whatnot. So in the end, the end result here was that online scanning was saved, but many police departments decided that because of what happened here, they were just going to encrypt. So this shut down in the end, online scanning of police departments in, in many metro areas. So again, scanning laws in Canada took a very odd turn because of what happened. But again, you can still own and use a scanner in Canada. However, though, if you find yourself grabbing a pizza over in Italy, it is illegal to own a scanner. And you can, uh, a scanner that can receive public safety frequencies, let me clarify that. And it actually carries a jail time from one to five years. Interesting, right? The differences that there are in scanning laws from country to country. And you, why would you think Italy would have a law like that? Over in Japan, you may own a scanner, but you cannot pass any information that you might hear over it. And again, we're not going to go through all the states and all the countries here, rather. It gets get kind of boring after a while. But again, Mexico, one of the, you know, the countries you think that would probably have really severe rules and laws on it, they don't. As, as long as you don't share the information you can listen to whatever you want, seems like in Mexico. So it's rather interesting. But what really is a funny turn of events is here in the United States, right? Everybody here that knows uh, scanning in the States is very familiar with the, I believe it's the Radio Communications Act of 1994, if that's the actual act. But it makes it illegal to have a scanner and listen to cellular 
phone calls. Actually, it's a federal offense to listen to any cellular phone calls. But this is one of those deals where the actual law is now outdated because there is no commercial cell phone carriers that, I'm familiar, that I am familiar with that actually has analog transmissions on their cell phone provider network anymore. So even if you did have a scanner that was capable of receiving cellular band, there's nothing to listen to except noise because it's all digital at this point, right? It's it's at this point LTE and and, uh, and 5G pretty much at this point with, uh, with uh, UMTS going the way of the Dodo very shortly. That's a technology that's about to be retired. So even though we have a set of laws here in the United States, what really makes it difficult is understanding the different state laws, the different laws in counties and parishes, and even down to the city level, right? Even specific cities may have their own laws. So let's take, for example, California. Now, California says it's illegal to use a scanner while committing a crime. But when you go to, for example, the county of Los Angeles, they actually have a very old and very outdated law from the year 1944 that says that you cannot have a short wave radio receiver in your vehicle. Now, again, we're talking about when the law was actually written in megacycles per second when it listed the frequencies that you couldn't use. So, you know, when they said VHF, they said 150 megacycles to 160 megacycles. If that doesn't tell you how old the law actually is, that should be a clue. But again, it's getting close to an 80-year law. But if you find yourself in the city of LA, you cannot use a scanner inside your vehicle within city limits and willfully, willfully listening to the police and fire departments in portable radio messaging is prohibited in your vehicle while you're in city limits. Florida's got another oddball law. So Florida says that it's unlawful to not only install a scanner in your vehicle, but the law also says you may not transport radio equipment capable of receiving law enforcement officers with obvious exceptions to emergency vehicles. So if we take this law and actually read it and understand it the way it is explicitly written, does that mean that the UPS and FedEx and Postal Services is violating the law in Florida when they transport a scanner and drop it off at your door because you ordered from an online company? Very interesting, isn't it? The way you think about the way the laws are written here. So many states have laws written that, you know, basically says you can't use a scanner while committing a crime. That should be a no brainer. Michigan takes it a little bit of a step further and says that a person convicted of one or more felonies in the last five years shall not have in possession a radio uh, set capable of receiving public safeties with the exception of amateur radio operators with amateur radio equipment. So again, other states such as Minnesota, Missouri, Nebraska, and of course my home state here of the People's Republic of New York, we actually have laws written prohibiting using scanners in vehicles. And in fact, here in New York, it is actually written into the VTL or the vehicle traffic laws. And it says here, which is Something that has come up for much debate here in the States is that it says equipping motor vehicles with radio receiving sets capable of receiving signals on frequencies allocated for police use. A person, not a police officer or peace officer, acting pursuant to his special duties who equips a motor vehicle with radio receiving set capable of receiving signals on frequencies allocated for police 
use or knowingly use motor vehicle vehicle so equipped or who in any way knowingly interferes with the transmission of a radio messages by the police without having first secured a permit to do so from the person authorized to issue such a permit by the local governing body or board of the city, town, or village in which such person resides or where such person resides outside of the city or villages in the county having a county police department on the board of supervisors such as a county is guilty of a misdemeanor punishable by a fine not exceeding $1,000 or imprisonment not exceeding six months or both. Nothing in this section contained shall be construed to apply to any person who holds a valid amateur radio operator's license issued by the Federal Communications Commission who operates a duly licensed portable mobile transmitter in connection therewithin or receiver or receiving set of frequencies exclusively allocated by the Federal Communications Commission to duly lo- uh, licensed amateur radios. That's a huge mouthful. Now, let's break down the law here. Again, I'm not a lawyer. The way I read this, and the way a lot of people don't read this, is they assume that, well, it says amateur radio license is required. That means all I have to do is get my amateur radio license. I can put a scanner in my vehicle. No. See, well, the way I read this law is it says that you can have a radio in your car that is an amateur radio that will also go out of band that allows you to receive the frequencies that are in use by public safety. For example... Pretty much any scanner, I'm sorry, pretty much any ham radio you buy that operates in the VHF amateur radio band, which is from about 140 to 150 megahertz, right, can go out of band. Many amateur radios go up to 162 megahertz, 164, 174, right, depending on the radio you buy. And again, because... It's the same band, and, and they're just you know it's 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 adjacent to the amateur radio bands. What I'm trying to say here, and again, many of these will receive down into the aviation band as well. 162 megahertz, right, is is part of the NOAA weather radio spectrum. Well, when you go from 150 right through 160, you're going to end up in the VHF public safety band. Likewise, when you have a scanner or, I'm sorry, a ham radio that goes from 438 or 435 all the way up into the 450 band, that, you know, that, that 499.975 is the top end of the amateur radio band. So once you hit 450, you're now again in the public safety band. And again, many off the shelf amateur radios will go into UHF public safety and T band. What this doesn't mean is any, you know, ham radio that will cover into 900 or can, can again be modified, but it doesn't allow you to do any trunking. So there's a limitation as to what you can, what you can hear. So again, does that allow you to now have a scanner radio in the vehicle? Who knows, right? It depends who's reading this law here. Just again, hands free. Does that mean you can have a, in California, hands-free means Bluetooth microphone. In New York, hands-free means not connected to a a public switching network. Two-way radio does not connect to a public switching network, right? That your cell phone does. So there's a lot of ways to differentiate between this law. So one thing I'd like to challenge is what happens if I have a amateur in my car, I have an amateur license, but I have one of those uh, Uted and Bearcat CB radios, right? The 885. I mean, part of me tells me that it's <laughs> it's pushing my luck to have one of those because, again, that radio does not transmit on amateur radio frequencies, although it is a dual-use 
transceiver. It, it, is, it allows you to transmit in the 11-meter band, which doesn't require a license or a material license or any type of other, other license, but it does allow you to monitor public safety. So I think if somebody were to challenge that law, they would still lose, but it is very interesting to think that um, I wouldn't do it. That's for sure, but it is rather interesting to uh, to play around with that. So again, here here's the deal, guys. Right here's here's what it all comes down to. If you're going out and you're going to travel this country, right, with your family on your way to Wally World in the Wagon Queen family truckster, for those of you who uh, who get the reference there to National Lampoon's Vacation. Or if you're enjoying your retirement on your tenement on wheels, or a.k.a. your RV, just be aware of the laws in the states and the counties. And maybe if you go international, if you're driving from the U.S. and you're going south into Mexico and north into Canada once uh, COVID restrictions are lifted. Or if you're over in Europe and you're traveling through multiple different countries over there, look – it's your responsibility, right? You, you've got to know the laws. You've got to understand where it is you're coming from and where you're going to and what you're carrying with you. And just just be just be aware, right? Just be smart about it. Don't draw any attention to yourself. That's one way for sure to make sure that somebody is going to put a pair of eyeballs on you and, and want to know what you're up to. So be smart, right? Use at your own risk and enjoy the hobby responsibly. So in the end... Are there any laws that you know of that maybe would be interesting to somebody else? Leave a reply to this podcast episode over on our Twitter feed or over on our Facebook posts. Or if you're listening to this on YouTube, leave us a comment down below. Let us know about any of the crazy scanner laws that you are aware of or any type of cases that have come up that may be of interest to anybody else listening to this podcast episode. And if you know of somebody that would benefit of learning about some of these crazy laws, make sure you share this podcast with them. Because again, by sharing the podcast, you are helping to keep Scanner School growing. So remember, if you're listening to us on a podcast player, click on subscribe so you get next week's podcast. And if you're listening to us over on YouTube, please click on subscribe and ring the bell so you are aware of when next week's podcast episode drops. Or if you don't want to do either one of those, at least sign up for our newsletter over at scannerschool.com. So again, I hope you found this podcast episode helpful, at least entertaining, because again, traveling with your scanner is something that we all need to recognize as something that we need to double check and be aware of before we find ourselves with some silver jewelry on our wrists. All right, guys, 73. I will catch you all next week. Again, my name is Phil Lichtenberger, and this is Scanner School. We teach you everything to know about the scanner or radio hobby. 73, everyone.